0: This message was recorded at Vision Baptist Church in Alfred, Georgia. It is our prayer that you will be blessed by the preaching of God's Word. Ugly chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 7. In just a minute we'll read some other verses and some other parts of the Bible. And we're going to talk about that. Sexual sin often begins with undisciplined eyes and hands. We should remember that statement. Sexual sin begins with undisciplined eyes and hands. It's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. It is proof of a lack of love for our family. It is proof of a lack of love for our family. This is a story, Proverbs 7 is a story of a naive young man who falls into the trap of an adulteress, a strange woman. It's pretty easy to blame the woman, but the young man put himself in a place to be tempted and destroyed. And remember, somebody's always watching. Look if you would at verse 6. Proverbs 7, verse 6. Can somebody read that verse? out loud to me with a strong man's voice that's amazing he thinks nobody sees what i'm doing and he's going out there and it's night she's out there and it's night nobody thinks anybody's watching that is the big lie everybody always believes and uh says that uh it says that she is or somebody is looking out the window of their house and sees what's going on I always think that's so funny you can't get away with it you will get caught so let's look at some truths to live by if you would some truths to live by and I'd like to get you to help me read here so the first one I want somebody to read with me uh, Proverbs 2 16 and 17 because he's gonna say to him in this book of Proverbs in chapter 7 he's gonna say if you listen to me son and he's been talking in Proverbs chapter 7 Uh, He starts off and he says, keep my words, lay up my commandments, keep my commandments, and live. And he's been telling them what to do all this uh, book. So somebody read Proverbs 2, 16 and 17. All right, help me out if you would. What does flatter mean? It says here, somebody just talk. It says here that she flatters with her words what compliments what a little bit more it's a little stronger than a compliment a flatter is a little stronger than a compliment but what is it somebody else give me an idea what's a flatter here seductive that's very true what else what smooth flattery is usually extreme compliment it's the idea of over complimenting it's the idea of you know, it would be some lady coming up to me and saying, "Man, Austin, you sure have big muscles." That would be flattery. That would be flattery. If she said, "You have a big gut," we could understand that. But if she said, "Shut up, Tony, you're new," if she if she, if she said if she said you have big muscles, it'd be like we know she's really stretching that one. Uh, she is really trying. To give something. If she came up to Tony and said, I just love your hair. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that would be flattery. All right. It says she, all right, well, look at what else it says. It says she forsakes the God of her youth. What do you reckon that means? Help me. She forsakes the God of her youth. Her father's given her direction. Uh, somebody's taught her, and she knows better than that, but she's not listening. And she forgets her covenant with God. Probably somewhere in her youth. I doubt very many girls are or twelve thinking, of well, these says I'm gonna grow up and be just a prostitute. I think I'll just go out and see if I can't get all the kind of men to mess up. I doubt that was what's going on. She was probably a young lady thinking one of these days I'm gonna be happily married, I'm gonna do the right thing, but she forgot that. Somebody else now, read me Proverbs chapter five, verses seven down to verse thirteen. Proverbs five, seven to thirteen. Because this is more of Solomon telling his son, who's got it? Go ahead, Mike. This is a wild verse now what's going to happen in proverbs 7 i don't know how much we'll get around to get to all of it because you may have to read some of it. it will be in proverbs 8 next men's meeting but in proverbs 7 this lady is going to try to get him but he is going to go by her house he's going to leave his house he's going to go towards her house and then he's going to go by her house and if you look at proverbs chapter 5 verse 8 he said get away from her and don't go close to her house that's what daddy said in proverbs chapter 5 in Proverbs chapter seven, he's going to tell the story of a young idiot, or it could be an old idiot, who goes over there and messes his life up. And this is really interesting. He said, "You go by there, you're going to give up your honor. You're going to give up your honor. You go by there, you're going to give up your money. You're going to be paying hush hush money. You're going to get embarrassed." There is a an interesting story. The Bibles full of stories that illustrate this. Uh, there was this guy. Uh, what's his name? Is it Reuben? I uh, believe it's Reuben. Somebody will correct me here in a bit. believe it's Reuben. He doesn't want to give his uh, sons to his daughter-in-law. Was that Judah? Uh, Judah? And, and so, and he goes off on a trip. And he gets to this town, and he sees this lady who's dressed like he thinks a harlot ought to be dressed. She's got her face covered, so he doesn't know who it is. And he goes to bed with her, has sex with her. He gets up from having sex with her, and she says, yeah, she says, what are you going to pay me? And he said, well, I'll send you a kid from the flock. And he said, she said, well, you've got to leave me something. It's guaranteed guarantee. I don't believe you. And he said, what do you want? And she said, give me your signet. Give me your staff. Give me everything that people knows is yours. And so she get, he gives it to her. Then he goes home, and she goes home. And a few weeks, a few months later, they find out she's pregnant. And he calls her and says, we're going to kill her for getting pregnant. And she said, "Just take this to him and tell him I got pregnant by this guy right here. No more honor. Bless God, that doesn't go on in my house. Well, I did it with this guy, you. And then, what's it going to end up costing? I mean, it costs. You get messed up. It costs. And then verse 11 has got interesting things. This guys messing around with sex, and it says, and my body consumed. Sexual diseases can consume us. And verse 12 and 13 talk about his attitude. I don't like being told what to do. This idea of, of being loyal to your wife and doing the right thing, I don't like that. Don't tell me junk. I don't like instruction. That's that's that that's that wicked guy. Here. All right, somebody read me Proverbs chapter six, verse twenty-three. Uh, let me see if I got enough time. No, I'm not going to take the time. Just mark this down. Read Proverbs six twenty-three to thirty-five later on, if you will. Those are truths that were told to him about the about this idea that you could get messed up sexually. Uh, can I just say this? Maybe it's because I'm as old as I am, and maybe it's because I've worked with so many people. But I've watched good, wonderful people have their lives and their families destroyed by this right here. I've watched people, and let me just say, I don't think you understand this. They would all say that wouldn't happen to me. They would all say I would never do that. Don't don't ever think, well, well my wife would never do that. You could think that all day long, but it, you don't know that. And so this is a good lesson. Not what I'm saying, but what the Bible says. I mean, Proverbs 7 is a great lesson. Solomon is telling the truths to his son to save him from hurt and pain. Chapter 7 and verse 1, keep my words. My son, keep my words. Keep these truths close to you, he said. Keep my commandments and live. Work on these truths. Keep them like the apple of your eye, like the greatest thing to look at, what you love the most, what you want to look at. Keep them that way. Bind them on your fingers, write them on your heart. Verse 3, uh, say to wisdom, you're my sister. I mean, if you want to say, man, I love this stuff. I love what God's saying. I love what the Bible's saying. I'm enjoying this stuff. I really want these truths, and I want them to be real in my life. Now look at the end of chapter 7, verse 24, if you would. He ends up the chapter going back to it again. These are great truths to live by. He tells his boy, starting out, son, love this stuff. Make it real to you. Chapter 7, verse 24, he's ending the lesson, and he says, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O you children, and attend. Listen, son, pay attention. Listen, I'm trying to help you. In verse 25, he said, Don't let your heart go her ways. So the most important thing, I got to take care of my heart. I got to take care of my heart. Uh, I got to stay away from her gates. He says, Go not astray in her paths. I got to understand that she hurts a lot of people. This girl that's after Mark in the little email that I got, who I don't know, that woman wants to destroy him. She wants to destroy him. This is a wicked woman that would chase him like that. He's an idiot for even listening to her. He should read Proverbs 7 and stay totally away from her. But he probably won't. And me and you both know that unless a miracle happens, Mark's marriage is doomed. It's already on the downhill slide, buddy. It's in the toilet and swooshing around on the way out to the septic tank. I mean, this is a bad deal. And that's because he won't listen. In verse 27, her, uh, her house is on the way to hell, buddy. It's on, the, it's on hell road. It's on hell road. It goes down to the chambers of death. Now let's look at the strange woman if I could with you. That's the second thing. The first thing was these great truths. The second thing is the strange woman. Look at chapter 7 and verse 5 and 6. Would somebody read those out loud? Good and strong. Proverbs chapter 7 verses 5 and 6. All right, look. He uh, he said, listen to what i got to say. Listen to what I got I said. If you got your Bible open there, put a circle around that. He said, "Listen, so that this happens. I want to keep you away from that woman. I want to keep you away from that strange woman. By the way, if I were talking to my daughters, I'd be talking about that strange guy. I'm talking about my daughter, I'm talking about that strange guy. I'm talking to my son, I'm talking about that strange woman. And, and uh, by the way, every woman in this church is a strange woman, but mine. And every woman in this church is a strange woman, but yours." My wife is a strange woman to you. There's only one woman who ain't strange. That's what I'm married to. Amen? And that, so so let's get that straight. So so God has one woman that I'm supposed to be intimate with, and everybody else is supposed to be They're strange women to me. Now look what she does. Chapter 7, verse 10. Would somebody read that out loud? I want you to, Dad's I want to talk to you in just a second. This woman is dressed in a way that called attention to her body. Look at that word. It says attire of a harlot. She was dressed to say, check out my breast, check out my thighs, check out my rear end, check out my soul. She was dressed to say. She was dressed to kill. She knew how to get attention. Now if I'm a dad, I need to know that other men are looking at my daughter. You may not realize that, but they are. You did. Let's just be honest. You looked. You can expect that they look. Uh, Let's be honest. All you got to do is go down to the grocery store and watch the way. Let a girl walk by and check what all the men's eyes do. Let me just say this. I've never been to a country yet where I didn't see them doing it. The girl goes by the Guys, man, they check out every... You know, when when you see another guy, you rarely look at a guy and go, you don't do that. You look at him. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I don't check out his muscles. I don't check out his legs, see if there's strong I don't look at nothing. I don't give a rip. He's a guy. It's a girl. So you need, as a dad, to say, man, I've got to be careful about my daughter. It, it, it's not being approved. It's being careful for your daughter. It's loving your daughter. And it's saying, I know what guys want to look at. And by the way, that could be a skirt. It could be a shirt. It could be a blouse. It could be a pants. It could be short. It could be anything it wants to be. I'll just tell you this. Guys are stinking perverts you got a daughter? They're all perverts. All of them. I'm telling you, I'm a pervert. I mean, we like to look and we like to think. By the way, there wouldn't be an entire industry built on that if it wasn't true. Uh, so t- check that verse out if you would. Then she likes to play games with people. She's subtle. She's subtle. Look at the word. She's subtle. She's tricky. She says one thing and she kind of hints at some stuff, but she's got that underlying stuff going on there. By the way, she's rebellious. She's rebellious probably at home. She was rebellious at church. She's rebellious at the the workplace. She doesn't like authority. Look at verse 11. Somebody read me chapter 7, verse 11 if you would. Who's got it? Loud and stubborn. She's loud and stubborn, buddy. Um, Calls attention to herself and doesn't like anybody telling her what to do. And she doesn't like to stay at home. She needs to be out partying. She needs to be out doing something. That's that woman. And she likes to be out in the streets in verse 12. Look at it right there in front of you. She likes to be out in the streets. That do not mean she's a streetwalker, although that may be where the term comes from what it, but what it amounts to. She needs to be where the people are. She needs to be where the people are. She needs to be where there's fun going on. She needs to be there. Uh, she's looking for anybody she can catch. She's looking for anybody she can catch. If you would look at verse, uh, uh, the last part of verse 12 and 13, who would read that? Just read me 12 and 13, somebody. Look at there, uh, this, lady, this lady is hiding out. She's like down at the street corner just watching going, I think that's a sucker, I'll take him. I think that's a sucker, I'll take him. I'll see if I can, there, there comes Mark, he looks really stupid. I think I can take advantage of him. I know he's got a wife, can't remember what the lady said or what the daughter-in-law was, but she's a good woman as she said, I think I can take him. So they look and they think and they're after there and she caught him and she kissed him. She has no respect. She's got an impudent look on her face. Don't try to tell me what to do. Don't try to don't try to be moral on me. That's her, her. She has no respect for God. She paid her peace offerings. This girl is so wicked. She went to church for she went out, went out whoring. She went down to the church house and said, Here's my offering. I want to be up to date so I can have my sins confessed, be right with God. Now I'm going to go out and play my game. No respect for God. She has no respect for the young fool either. And she says, I came out in verse 15 to meet you, to seek your face, and I found you. She has no respect for herself. She has no respect for herself. She is a married woman. She has a husband. She has a family. She has no respect for herself. She says, I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry. I have with carved works and fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed. Come on, let's go have our fun in my bed. No respect. That's where her husband goes. No respect for her. No respect for her husband. No respect for her family. She even says in verse 19, the good man's gone. He's not here. He's been. On, he's on a trip. He's gone for a long time. He took a bag of money with him, and he won't be home for a long time. I know what day he's coming. Let's just go have fun. That's what the Bible says in chapter 7. She's pushy, and she gets her way. Somebody read me chapter 7 and verse 21 if you would. This guy this lady knew how to get what she wanted out of him. We'll change the young man in a second, but just I just I wish I could tell you my heart, I wish I could tell you all the young all the young people I've watched. I wish I could tell you all the Peruvians. My wife told me today about another Peruvian separated, lovers, junk. They were in Bible college, both of them were in Bible college. I I, can tell you about Peruvians, I can tell you about Americans, I can tell you about Deacons, I can tell you about pastors, I can tell you about missionaries, I can just tell you about tons of people. We have to know this. The devil is going to destroy our marriage if he can. The devil is going to destroy our marriage if he can. And you can be, you know, you younger guys, uh, you younger guys are thinking, man, we're so in love, nothing would ever happen. Don't you realize everybody who's ever gotten messed up like it sat where you're sitting? They all sat where you're sitting. They didn't think anything could happen. You have got to be proactive. You can't wait until it's over. You can't wait until it happens. You've got to say, man, I'm going to work at this. So you help your daughter do what's the right thing. You help your wife do what's the right thing. You lead your home because, man, I want to be married. I want to be married. I want to be mar- I want to stay with my wife. I can lose my ministry and go start another one. But if I'm going to stay biblical, I can't lose my wife and go do that. I want to keep my wife. I want to keep her till we're both old and fruity looking. I want to keep her till we're both so old they're wheelchairing us around. I want to keep her till we die. I mean that. I want to keep her. I've only been married to her for 40 years, but I mean, if God gives me another 20, which should be a stretch, I want to keep her that long. I want to keep my wife. You need to get that in your head. I mean, that's like the most important thing. You can get a new job. You can get a new job. You can change states. You can change countries wives man they they are you are one with her you want to stay that way and uh you don't want to mess up your family i i hope you i hope that doesn't make you too mad at me but it's the truth now let's look at the idiot this is you this is me he's the simple man he's a young man look if you would at chapter 7 and verse 7 somebody read that out loud to me if they would That That is a rude verse. Solomon said, I looked, out, I looked out among the simple ones. Now, what does simple mean? This is where Spanish really comes in handy for you. You know what simple means? It means dumb. I looked out at the guys. They're so simple they can't understand nuances. They can't understand subtlety. They can't understand flattery. They're just simple. I mean, they're like... Ugh saliva's dripping out of the corner of their mouth. They're just idiots. They're like an ox going down to get killed. They're like a bird flying into a trap. That's where he's going to end up with before the chapter's over. He's like, I looked out there and there was a bunch of young, simple guys didn't have enough brains to know what was going on. They are easy to deceive. They're easy to trick. They're easy to ruin. They're not the brightest. He said he's void of understanding. So he's like, uh, she don't mean nothing by that. We're just friends. She just wanted to get coffee with me. She wasn't flattering me. She didn't mean nothing when she said all that to me. I mean, a pastor, a dad, a, a, a uncle—there th- was nothing going on. We were just getting together for coffee. We we're just getting together. We just been texting each other. There's nothing going on here. Yeah, I got some words for you. Simple, young, void of understanding. Simple, young, void of understanding. That's all my words. That's Proverbs seven words. Now look at verse eight. What's this guy doing going anywhere near where she lives? What is he doing going anywhere near where she lives? She is a married woman. And he knows that. And he's been told not to go anywhere near her house. But look, if you would, somebody read chapter 7 and verse 8. Read it out loud, good and strong for me. What? What did he do? He was told, don't get close to her house. Just stay away from where she lives. Don't even go down that street. But he went through the street that was close to the corner she lived on, and he went the way to her house. <laughs> In the chapter, it makes it sound like this is a wicked woman who messes up a good guy. But this is a wicked woman it messes up a stupid guy. It's a messed up woman messing up a stupid guy. And sometimes we're stupid. Guys are stupid. Just to be blunt honest, guys are stupid. They tend to think sexually more than spiritually. They tend to think physically more than spiritually. And that's exactly what's going on in the chapter. And he goes down there close to her house, and uh, he, he goes by. He's been enjoying the little game. I don't know, was she winking at him down at the synagogue? Was she flirting with all the guys? Did he know that this girl... Would dress that way? Did he know she would be openly, overly flirtatious? Did he know she always said nice nah, things? What's going on? I don't know, but I know this: he didn't have any business going there. I'll just stop here real quick and say this: when you're married, I'm talking to married guys. You single guys, you need to talk to some girls. You need to have the right ways to do it. You need to be some boundaries. But you most you single guys, you need to realize this: you need to talk to men and one woman, yours. And you need to keep everything so above board. You say, "Well, I got a secretary. I got a, I got church members that are ladies. What am I going to do?" You just got to keep so above board. You got to know this. You got to know this. It's so easy for sex sin to happen. I was told this past week of a pastor whose church is booming. He's about to build a million dollar building in his church, and nobody in the church knows this. But there's this lady in the church. He's been picking up on the bus route. And he is after her because she is after him. He is married and got two kids. The other day he went to a meeting where a friend of mine was preaching. And when he pulled up the meeting, he had his wife, his two kids, and her in the car. And he says nothing's going on. He's just been spiritual. But he's already said, I'm having an emotional affair with her. He's admitted that much. Ministry over. Another preacher that I know was in Peru. Man, he was getting big, big time famous. Uh, and uh, he was preaching all the biggest conferences in the country, and uh, and uh, he uh, uh, st- this lady came to church who wasn't near as pretty as his wife, which is basically what always happens. They're so stupid they even go with a girl not as pretty as the one they got. I mean it's amazing, you know. And, and, and so and so uh, he he uh, started liking her. He had an emotional affair. He got in trouble, and he told a, a lady, I know this. He told her. It's like a magnet being drawn to metal. I just couldn't stop myself. It was like if I let go of this magnet, it'll jump on that metal. That's exactly how I felt. I Couldn't stop. It just took over. Simple man. Simple man. Talk to your wife. Now, you have to be rude to girls, but you, we, we, I mean, that's one of the reasons for a good man's fellowship. We need to be. We need to have a great relationship with our wife. We need to have a great relationship with our mother. A great relationship with our daughters. We need to be sweet and kind to everybody else. Like, you know, I had a guy in my first church, and he called all the ladies. He was always saying sugar babe and honey and sweetie, and then he got caught in sexual sin. He molested a little girl. It just might be wise to use all those sweet, affectionate terms for your wife. Maybe your daughters, but nobody else. Anyway, we don't want to be the simple, void of understanding young man who messes up. Maybe I should stop here and say this. You know what a simple guy does in in 2014? You know what a simple guy does? He looks at porn. You know what a guy void of understanding does in 2014? He looks at porn. And he says stuff like this. Well, it don't hurt nobody. It's no big deal. But it's ruining him and her. He will get to the point he can't enjoy sex with his wife. Because she ain't like the girl on the TV, on the TV screen, the compu- the phone, or the iPad, or the computer monitor, and it'll ruin his life. That's, that's, that's filthy junk. We need to stay away from it. We need to stay away from it. You say, well, it doesn't hurt anybody. You're void of understanding. That's the word it says here. You're simple. That's the word it's understand that's uses here. You're a fool. That's the word it uses here. I need to be careful, man. Everything, everything, and the devil and every everybody in hell would like to see me ruin. My marriage. I want to keep my marriage. I want to honor God. I want to keep my marriage. Now look, if you would, at verse 9. Somebody read me chapter 7 and verse 9 out loud. Somebody had not read if you don't mind. Man up and read it out for me. Uh, that's when he went by our house. <laughs> verse 8, he was going by our house. What time did he go by? I know he went by at 9 o'clock so he could do some work at 9 a.m. He was going by there. No, that wasn't when he went by there. He didn't go by there when the neighbors might be watching you know it's dark we're all city folk here. we don't even know what dark is i was driving down the roads in brew one day and i had a i was six or eight guys in my truck and i'm coming back in dot you don't understand man there's there's city well it's not so much like that now but there were city after or or towns i'd say they're called pueblitos little towns little villages type things that have no light i mean none the only light there's a kerosene lantern or a candle And if somebody's rich, they got one of them pump up uh, camper stoves like uh, I I know I saw uh, I saw uh, Where'd your buddy go, Chuck? Where did uh, Okay. uh, uh, He would have one, and you probably got one. Yeah, 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 I'm sure you do. Pump that thing up, get real bright like you got a light in the house. That's about all the lights you see. And I was coming back from Lima, and we were flying down the road, and we turned into this little town. And somebody had just gone outside on the side, sidewalk out there. There's nothing, no lights. And they pull their breeches down. And just as they did, my car goes, come around. And everybody in my car, man, we got a full picture of a full moon arising, brother. Uh, uh, so you don't know what dark is. But this guy knew what dark was. When the lights go out, when the lights go out, who can see? I mean, you know, when the lights go out, you, if you're holding a candle, I might can see I might can see over here to tie, but I probably ain't going to see David. I just got a candle. And, you know, you hold it up. And you're, I mean, this guy said, I don't know if going to see what I'm doing. But somebody did see him. Somebody did see him. You thought nobody was going to see him, but somebody did see you. Okay. All right. It's a black and a dark night. Now, look what the Bible says about him. It's what, I, I know Solomon's talking to his son, but you got to remember though. You know how this book got in our Bible? Holy Spirit put it in here. And, you, you, you know, you know these words might have been a man talking to his son but these words were put in our Bible because the Holy Spirit did it. He said, no, that's going to be Bible. And so when Solomon spoke these words, Solomon spoke tons of words and wrote tons of books. God only chose a couple of the things he said to put them in the Bible. But this one's in here because God put it here. And this is what he says about the about, about you. You act like a dumb animal. A dumb animal. Chapter 7, verse 22. Can somebody read that to me? an ox go to slaughter? Has anybody ever taken an uh, uh, anything to the slaughterhouse to get killed? They ain't got no idea. They ain't got no idea. I was out. I was in. I was in. Uh, uh, I was in China, and in China they have this. They have the. Uh, they have a tiger park, and Jake will take you there when you go if you'd like to go. It's in Harbin. This tiger park, you can pull out and you can go. They put you in this. Uh, uh, bus that's caged up and then the, you can buy slivers of meat you can buy a, a chicken you can buy a lamb, you can buy a goat or you can buy a calf and then when they drive you out there they're going to feed the tigers and uh, uh, you know so the people are hanging the meat out there and then tigers men slap us out of that bus they'll jerk that meat off and you're like really glad they got all that iron protecting you. but then here comes a truck driving out there and there's this calf in the back of it and he's tied up in the back. And they open that thing and let him go. And he's like, praise Jesus, I'm free. And you will literally hear meat ripping. And his breakfast, you see it. The grass is not even digested. I mean, you're just looking after now. I mean, one of the tigers grabs a foot and another grabs another foot. I mean, you can hear it going, <laughs> the meat. He's screaming and crying. Dumb. He doesn't know. He got up that morning and He said, I not want to eat. I don't feel good. Think i'm sick if they're going to kill me today i don't believe i'll go but that's not how an animal is and it's amazing what god does he says oh, by the way i'm not talking about the dumb animal I'm talking about you son you that like pornography you're a dumb animal you have no idea what's happening to you you're a fool on your way to be put in jail you're a fool on your way that's exactly what he says if you're going to mess around with this stuff that's what he says about us it's time for me to quit so uh, you're like a bird running to the snare. Now, just let me give you a couple more quotes and I'll quit. Society today not only smiles at sexual sin, it actually approves it and encourages it. Everything in our society. People resent it when you call their sexual practices a sin. And they say something like, everybody's doing it. Um, I put my note here for me, so this was to say something to you, but I'll just read it to you so I can let you go quicker. I put warnings here about sexting. Don't ever say anything in a text that you don't want the whole world to read. Don't say implicit uh, sexual stuff, especially, never to somebody that's not your wife. Porn. Porn. Warning about porn, movies that might stir up your interest and get you hot and bothered and wanting to do stuff that you shouldn't do. Friendships outside of your marriage. Uh, uh, did you know? Did you know that you become like your friends? If you or if you run around with losers, you'll develop a loser mentality. But if you run around sex is okay, friends, you'll develop a sex is okay attitude. Have no friendship with an angry man unless you learn his ways. That's what the Bible says. So you know, if you're around somebody who's joking about sex, about his wife, about another man's wife, about doing stuff, I'm not talking about some joke you're gonna say. I'm just, I'm talking about this guy who's got a flipping attitude. Last story when I quit, this really happened. Tarrant City, Alabama, second church I work in. Some of our young people got caught up. They were young marriage in the, in the 20, 25, 30 range, under 30 uh, range. They got caught up in a group in their subdivision was a, really not a subject. It was more like a, wasn't a trailer park. I don't know. It would be like our condos here. Small little homes and everybody there. They all were friends, and they would meet together and swap wedding bands before it was over. Those marriages didn't last. The first one it told me about it, I said, get out of there. Don't live there. Don't talk to them. Don't be their friend. They are not your friend. They're going to steal you. wife. No, it's all going to be okay. No, it wasn't okay. Proverbs 7 says sexual sin is deadly I mean it is a wicked thing to let that happen to you don't be wise about it comment question argument somebody won't punch me father I love you I pray you'd help us as men to be honest and honorable to honor you to live for you to magnify you and I'll give you praise for all you do I love you and thank you in Jesus name Amen this message was recorded at Vision Baptist Church in Alfred Georgia for more information log on to www.visionbaptist.com where you can find our service times, location, contact information, and more audio and video recordings.